your college football game day has come early. Goes down the field for six. He goes up high. He's got getaway from the cup speed. And the ball is free. Woo! What a hit. You got barbecue back there? From underdog triumphs to powerhouse. The David beat Goliath. Goliath was a minus twelve hundred favorite. Grab your foam fingers, put on your team colors. Offensively, they have set football backs fifty years. And fire up the grills. Want to pass that or smash it? This is BetQL's tailgate kickoff, presented by BetMGM, with Ryan Horvat. And welcome in. It's BetQL Tailgate Kickoff. It's week three. I'm back on a Saturday morning. Ryan Horvath with you. Executive producer Tyler Morales running the show. We got Zach Kroll. And back in Chicago, Double D, David Dykstra. Week three. So next week, obviously the big week. We got a ton of great matchups. We're going to get into that a little bit today. We got some guests and we got a lot of games to get to today. Uh, some weather to look at with a hurricane. Especially we're going to hit on this uh, Boston College Florida State game where the totals went all the way on the open from 55 down to 48. So we're going to take a look what's going on there right now. Some light rain, some very windy conditions. And as you know, Jordan Travis really doesn't like to throw the ball in the wind. So that was the early under I played. We'll take a look at some line movement. And uh, we got a couple guests. John Martin's going to join us in about 20 minutes. Host over at 92.9 ESPN in Memphis. Also does work here with the BetQL Network. You hear him on Saturdays. So we're going to talk a little Florida, Tennessee. And we'll dive into uh, what to expect in the ACC. The SEC will look, look at uh, some conference futures as well. And then around 940... Eastern. We're going to talk with Reed Wallach, host of the Early Reed, does work with Betsided. Really good stuff. And uh, try to figure out where there's some value today. Before we get into the games, let's actually take a look at the injury report, some quarterbacks on the injury report. Uh, let's start with Utah, what's going on right there. Cam Rising, we haven't seen him all season. He's coming off a torn ACL, missed the start against Florida. We haven't seen him yet, but we have a quarterback change. Freshman Nate Johnson actually going to get the start today for Utah over previous starter Bryson Barnes. He's going to go to the bench. Colorado State also going to have a backup quarterback going tonight against Colorado. Right now, that line, 23 and a half. We'll see if there's any movement. Obviously, Colorado going to be a very popular side tonight. Game day going to be there. Colorado with a big game on tap next week against Oregon. Right now, looking at a 15-point spread. Uh, there's going to be plenty of opportunities to fade Colorado. I don't know if today's the day. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. But right now, a 23-and-a-half-point spread. No Clay Millen. He was injured in the third quarter against Washington State for Colorado State. So they're going to be going with a backup tonight. Uh, total dips a little bit to 62-and-a-half. Northwestern, uh, some injury news there. Ben Bryant, who actually left Saturday's game against UTEP with an upper body injury. He's probable to play against Duke. I actually like Northwestern. They opened as 19.5-point dogs. That's down to 17.5, so they did take some money. Also taking some money actually is the over in that game. Duke, not your typical Duke offense with Riley Leonard behind center, playing a little bit more up-tempo this season. So I do like the over in that game, and I like Duke. Uh, I'm sorry, I like Northwestern actually to keep it close. I think there was a little bit of an overreaction in the market. Now, they're not a very good team. They might be the worst team in the Big Ten. But a lot of people overreacted when Pat Fitzgerald was fired. They've actually been playing decent football. Did beat up on UTEP. Granted, it's UTEP uh, and Dana Dimmel last week. Nebraska, some injury news. But this might be a good thing if you're back in Nebraska today. We never root for injuries here on the BetQL tailgate kickoff. But Jeff Sims held out of practice on Tuesday. Got hurt. Uh, it's an ankle injury. Got hurt in the loss to Colorado. Uh, the backup came in that game. 
Chubba Purdy possibly going to get some action today. Nebraska goes from being a 13.5-point road favorite down to 11 against Northern Illinois today. I actually kind of lean Northern Illinois in that game. I'm staying away from Nebraska the rest of the season. We know what Matt Rule does year one, tries to build the culture. Uh, Usually year two, year three is when he turns around the programs that he uh, takes over. Tulane quarterback injury news. This is what we're waiting on. We were supposed to get word yesterday. Willie Fritz said he's going to decide, I guess now it's going to be a game-time decision whether or not Michael Pratt will get the start. Granted, I still like Tulane today. Right now, 11-point favorites. If Pratt doesn't go, that number's probably going to go down, and I'm still going to most likely play Tulane, but we're probably going to get a better number against Southern Miss. We'll talk about that a little bit later on, but Pratt dealing with a knee injury. Wasn't able to go last week against Ole Miss. The backup didn't play half bad. Baylor, uh, they got some injury news at the quarterback position. Blake Shapin's going to remain out for the next two weeks. He has an MCL injury, so Sawyer Robertson's going to get the start. They play Long Island U today. No spread available for that game yet. Boston College dealing with the quarterback uh, situation there. Thomas Castellanos is going to start on Saturday today against Florida State. Uh, That's a game that we're going to hit on because it's a 26-point spread right now. Total continues to go down. I've been looking at the weather right now, just some drizzle going on right now, but we do have a hurricane, so uh, we'll talk about that here in a second. Ohio, Curtis Rourke returned to the lineup last week. He's going to play against Iowa State. That number goes from Ohio 3.5 all the way down to 3. There are some 2.5s available if you do like Iowa State. Total 42.5, that's a noon kickoff. Uh, And then Iowa, Cade McNamara, he was a full participant in practice all week for the first time. They're 28-point favorites. Open 24.5 against Western Michigan. So if you want to lay it with Iowa, you have to feel a little bit better with McNamara behind center today. And then Kansas has uh, Jalen Daniels. He did play last week against Illinois, but was limited in practice. Uh, The big quarterback news I want to get to, though, is what's going on at Oklahoma State. A really weird situation where they have a three-way competition. Alan Bowman, Garrett Rangel, and then Gunnar Gundy all are going to get time once again. That's what Mike Gundy says. Really quick on that, so a big bet for me today on South Alabama. I just want to get this one out of the way right now. Seven and a half is the number that you could currently grab with South Alabama. That's what I'm going to get here. No clue what Oklahoma State is doing. And we talked about this a little bit when we previewed the Big 12. You know, Spencer Sanders was the number two passer in school history. He leaves the program. I think that says something because he's the backup right now at Ole Miss, not even the starter. South Alabama, one of the best teams in the Sun Belt. Their quarterback, Carter Bradley, has completed over 70% of his passes the first two weeks of the season. Obviously, he's going to step up in class today, step up in competition, face a little bit better of a defense. But Oklahoma State's pass defense, not really impressive. They gave up 268 passing yards, I believe, in the opener to Central Arkansas. Shout out to Scottie Pippen. They also uh, rank 106 right now in pass defense. 71st in pass defense, I'm sorry, this year, 106 last season. So I expect a big game from Bradley. Oklahoma State not really having any success on the ground either, only averaging 131 rushing yards per game. And the top strength, actually, for South Alabama on the defensive side of the ball is their run defense. They're 47th in the FBS. Uh, Granted, you know, only two data points, but I think they keep that game close. I couldn't lay 7.5 with Oklahoma State. Uh, UCLA, it looks like Dante Moore is going to get the start over Ethan Garbers. Thank God. Chip Kelly still refuses to commit to a starter, but it does look like we're going to get more Dante Moore. Uh, I think he's clearly the better option. Five-star freshman. Alabama's going to go with Tyler Buckner against uh, South Florida today. So former Notre Dame quarterback, follows Tommy Reese to Alabama. Jalen Milrow is benched. Tyler Buckner is in. I kind of like Alabama in the first half of that game. Uh, The spread in the first half, 21 but I'm not a big Buckner guy as a Notre Dame fan. I could tell you he's thrown eight interceptions, you know, in limited starts the last two years, thrown a couple pick sixes. He's a turnover machine. I have no interest backing him full game, even against uh, South Florida today, but I do like the first half 
21-point spread. You got a pissed-off Alabama team coming off a bad loss to Texas. All right, let's take a look at what we got coming up here in the early slate. A lot that I like. Let's talk Iowa State-Ohio, a game where this is down to 2.5. I'm going to take the money line with Iowa State, actually. Uh, The money line price, minus 135. Fine with the 2.5. Very tough defensively, Iowa State is again, especially the pass defense for Matt Campbell. Gave up only nine points in their opener against Northern Iowa. Uh, And then against Iowa, you know, the Hawkeyes only scored 13 offensive points, which might say a little bit more about Iowa than it does about the Iowa State defense. But the pass defense right now for Iowa State, even though they lose, lose some guys from the defensive side of the ball last year, 16th in the country. Jeremiah Cooper, their safety, an absolute ball hawk. He leads the nation with three interceptions already this season. So I think they're going to be able to limit or at least slow down Ohio's passing attack, even with a healthy Curtis Rourke, who I do like a lot. He's completed over 69% of his passes. Um, Iowa State offensively hasn't looked half bad. A bunch of suspensions. Hunter Deckers, their starting quarterback, suspended for gambling. Rocco Beck gets the start. Was able to move the ball a little bit against Iowa. Did throw a bad interception, but also threw a touchdown in that game. So Iowa State money line is a play for me early on today. Another one that I got that's coming up here shortly. We've seen a little bit of line movement on this game. Uh, Penn State, Illinois. Rotation number 127, Penn State. I was looking for a 14 with Penn State. We're sitting there right now, 14 and a half. What I'm going to do here is grab the total, 48 and a half. It is minus 115 to the under. It's the first road start today for Drew Aller, who's been excellent. He's looked really good in both home games. Penn State's rolled in both games. I like their Big Ten futures. But you look at what's on tap for them next week. They get Iowa. A tough game out of the West Division. Uh, but Aller, he's completed 78% of his passes. He's pushing the ball down the field, something that we really haven't seen at Penn State with Sean Clifford the last eight years. Uh, 9.2 yards per completion for Drew Aller. Illinois' defense obviously has taken a step back. We all saw that last Friday night against Kansas. Unfortunately, I was on the wrong side in that game, played the under and played Illinois in that game, thinking maybe they would keep it close. Last year, fourth overall in total defense, ninth against the run, 11th against the pass. They lose a lot. You lose a guy like Devin Witherspoon in that secondary, a bunch of guys at the NFL. But last week, I mean, Kansas did whatever they wanted. And Illinois had two turnovers in that game. If you think they they don't have two takeaways in that game, It might be even uglier. They gave up 500 total yards of offense, 262 yards on the ground. Their pass defense this season has taken a huge step back. 80th in yards per pass allowed, 73rd in completion percentage allowed. Not really getting a whole lot of pressure on the quarterback, 83rd in sack rate. Now they're going against Penn State. Drew Aller, who again is pushing the ball down the field. However, this week, you know, Illinois does go back home. And for the first time all season, they're not really dealing with a super mobile quarterback. Not that Drew Aller is going to sit in the pocket like a statue, but week one against Toledo, uh, they get Finn. And then last week, they got Daniels, both of those guys running quarterbacks. So they're also getting a little bit healthier, which is the reason why I like the under 48.5. I think this game might be a little bit closer than we expect in the first half. Penn State probably pulls away a little bit later on. But if Penn State builds an early lead in this game, I could see them kind of taking their foot off the gas and leaning on their run game. Like we said, Illinois' run defense has taken a step back. They have two really good, really underrated running backs in that running back room. And Illinois' defense, as bad as they've been, they're finally getting a little little bit healthier. They're getting uh, Matthew Bailey back. He had three interceptions last season, two pass deflections, was really good in the bowl game against Mississippi State, had five tackles and a pick in that game. Uh, So Illinois getting a little bit healthier, like I said. So I do like the under, under 48-and-a-half. Penn State, you talk about them defensively. I like everybody on their defensive line. Chop Robinson, five and a half sacks last season. Number two this year in rush success. Number six in line yards. I don't know how Illinois even moves the ball with Luke Altmaier uh, being their leading rusher and also, you know, obviously their leading passer. He's pretty much 60% of the offense right now. So under in that game, 48 and a half. Uh, One more. 
Here's one where I was actually hoping the number was going to go the opposite direction. Kansas State, Missouri. Rotation number 129, Kansas State going against Missouri. And looking at this right now at BetMGM, let's check where the current number is. All right, so we're back at four. We were down to three and a half, which didn't really make a whole lot of sense. Kansas State hits the road. They're four-point favorites. The total in this game is 49. That's come down a little bit, actually. Surprised here. I was hoping to get a six with Missouri. I did play Missouri really small just in case this number continued to go down. I think Kansas State's the better football team. Like, on the field, the matchup doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, but I like the spot with Missouri. Kansas State, if you look what they've done, they've taken care of business. They beat Southeast Missouri State 45 to nothing. They beat Troy last week, and unfortunately I was on the wrong side of that game. I had Troy, uh, who had a 12-win streak snapped. Missouri, meanwhile, struggled to beat Middle Tennessee at home last week. It was a 23-19 win. Did not cover the number. Their offense has showed absolutely nothing the first two weeks of the season, only averaging five yards per play, which you look in the SEC, that's second to dead last. Their quarterback, Brady Cook, he's back. Decent college quarterback. uh, But this season, they just won't let him push the ball down the field. Maybe I'm thinking in this game, though, they could have some success on the ground, some quarterback design runs. Cook can move a little bit, hit you with some big plays off play action, and they can run the ball. Their running back, Cody Schrader's back, averages over four yards per carry. Last season, forced over 20 tackles. And Kansas State, again this year, solid defensively. They did lose a lot in the secondary, but the secondary the first couple weeks of the season has actually graded out pretty well. Their problem is not the best tackling team. Finished outside the top 50 last season. And if you have a back like Cody Schrader, averaging four yards per carry, if you're able to maybe get Cook out in some space, allow him to push the ball down the field a little bit more, I think Missouri could keep this game close. Uh, They were solid defensively last season, but they bring back most of their guys up front. Last year, they had a top-20 rush defense, so I think they may be able, it may be able to uh, limit Kansas State on the ground here a little bit. And if you look at Kansas State offensively, they do step up in class here against Missouri's defense, but I'm still not sold on Will Howard. I don't think they were last year either. Uh, split time with Adrian Martinez after Martinez went down. Can't really push the ball down the field. And Deuce Vaughn's gone, and that's a big difference in college football. You, know, you lose a running back in the National Football League, it's kind of plug-and-play if you have a good offensive line. In college football, if you have a back like Deuce Vaughn, That's 60% of your offense right there. So I think Missouri is a good betting option here. First sellout for a non-conference game since 2012. I think the crowd's going to be juiced. Um, Also in this game, Kansas State literally couldn't get a flight, so they do take a bus, so they had to adjust their travel a little bit. Brady Cook, though, looking at his numbers, 26% of his passes behind the line of scrimmage. They're going to have to open up the offense a little bit. But I do like Missouri. was hoping to get a better number. It's a small play. Really quick, Florida State, BC. I played the under on the opener. If you're wondering why that total went from 55 all the way down to 48 and a half, it's because of the hurricane. It's the weather. It's it's Hurricane Lee supposed to arrive in New England. Right now, we're seeing some drizzle. We're going to see some windy comp, uh, conditions. And Jordan Travis, a couple seasons ago at practice, there was a report. It was a windy day. Couldn't push the ball down the field 15, 20 yards. So I think Florida State might look to run the ball. Also, Jordan Travis, granted it was against Southern Miss and it was a blowout 66-13 win last week. Struggled a little bit. Only completed 15 to 29 passes for 175 yards. We know how tough Florida State is defensively. I think this is an under game. I can't see Boston College doing a whole lot offensively. They're 67th right now in offensive success rate. 91st in finishing drives. And now they're going against a Florida State defense that has been impressive. You look what they did in the second half against LSU. Completely shut them down. Last week didn't have to do a whole lot. But they're 33rd in success rate. 26th right now in PPA. So I think Florida State... Uh, Boston College under is the play. 48 and a half. 
I would wait and maybe see what the weather looks like. But at 55, that was a slam dunk for me. Favorite bet of the early slate. Really quick here before we get to John Martin, get to a break. LSU, I'm going to lay the 9.5. I get that people like Mississippi State. It's a number play for them. I think this is the best bet here. Mississippi State barely got past Arizona last week, 31-24. to They forced three turnovers in the first quarter. Will Rogers no longer running the air raid offense. This is a run-first offense. Every game the rest of the way for LSU, they have to have some style points. They're fighting for their college football playoff lives. And I know Brian Kelly says maybe he was wrong. This isn't a college football playoff contending team. I disagree. If they run the table, I think they sneak in. So I like LSU big today over Mississippi State. We'll take a quick break. We're going to preview Tennessee, Florida. We'll do it with John Martin next. You're listening to the tailgate to kick off here on BetQL. I'm Ryan Horvath.